Welcome to another edition of the Star Eyes podcast, where we'll look back over last night's penalty heartbreak, which saw Wednesday narrowly miss out on a place in the next round of the Carabao Cup after defeat to Southampton. And of course, we look ahead to the return of league action as the Irish take on Accrington on Saturday. This is the Star Eyes podcast. For some reason, uh, Southampton appears to have moved to a different country because Joe still isn't back. But he has landed himself um, a place. My phone's ringing. He has landed himself a place to sit in and uh, talk us through what happened last night. Um, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday's Carabao Cup adventure. I don't know whether you can call it an adventure. Enough. We're not far enough into the competition to call it an adventure, are we? But um, yeah, they're um, out of the Carabao Cup after. Um, an unlucky kind of night for them at St Mary's. They certainly didn't let themselves down. And um, Joe, you were there. Talk us through what um, what was the difference in the end? Was it just the rash decision to uh, give away a penalty just before half time? Did that? Do you feel like if, had they made it to half time, they may well have gone on to win the match? Yeah, yeah. I think that one thing was an issue that's been an issue all season. They weren't clinical enough. You know, the first half, they I don't think it would have been a stretch to see them score two or three goals. If they'd taken those chances, maybe that penalty wouldn't even have, have mattered so much. But it was, it was it was a very rash challenge. It was a bit unnecessary. You know, it, it the, the guy was going down down to the byline. He was he wasn't really causing too much of an issue. And yeah, it just felt really clumsy for Marvin Johnson. And I do think that if Wednesday had gone in one 0 up at, at half time, they'd have they'd have seen that game out because other than a couple of chances in the second half, Southampton didn't really threaten too much. And I do think over the course of 90 minutes, I think Wednesday were the better side. Alex, you were watching from afar. Uh, what did you make of them last night? What, what did you make of Wednesday's performance? They're obviously coming up against a team who should be better than them, albeit they're, they've got their own problems um, in terms of their their league form and the and the upheaval with losing their manager earlier in the week, but Wednesday really did make a, a really good account of themselves, didn't they? They did. They definitely did. Um, certainly in that first half, for the first what forty five and a half minutes, um, really, you know, very few issues. I think David Stockdale made a decent save from a header um, in the in the first half, maybe twenty minutes or so in, but the the goal was fantastic. Um, Southampton would have liked to have defended it a lot better, I would have thought. But that burst from from Fazio Deli Bashir is something that really only only he's got. Certainly in the Wednesday squad, but also from what I've seen of League One over the last couple of seasons, there aren't many players that have that sort of raw raw ability to break from midfield in, in quite the same way that he does. And, and the finish from Josh Windass is he scoring that a couple of weeks ago or, or ten days ago? Possibly not. You know, it's it seems bizarre talking about. Josh Windass being low on confidence. Um, but, you know, he did sort of have that sense a little bit um, that, that he was he was snapping at shots a little bit and maybe not being quite as composed. It was, a, it was a great finish. And look, the second half, Southampton came into it, I think, big boost at halftime um, with the with the announcement, wasn't it? Or, or more or less, not absolute confirmation, but Nathan Jones was, was there and that, I think, gave the... The fans are a bit of a boost, and obviously the the goal going into half time as well. And then we, the number of times we've spoken on this podcast about 
Wednesday subs making a big difference, the players that they're able to bring off the bench being a cut above those of the opposition in League One. And I thought that was really telling yesterday. Um, look at Theo Walcott, Aisley Maitland-Niles, you know, they're England internationals, Stuart Armstrong, Scotland international. Um, and yeah, I thought that made a big difference. I thought Theo Walcott, Walcott rather, was... Um, Really impressive. It was like you know going back in time. He was uh, he was alive, why wasn't he? But um, yeah, and I think that sort of told in the last half an hour. And Wednesday ended up hanging on, and uh, the defense did well, all three of them. And uh, David Stockdale made some good saves, particularly in the last sort of five or ten minutes. So um, might well be ideal going out with such a positive, encouraging performance against Premier League opposition but ultimately not having that competition to worry about anymore. It'd be nice to carry on, but obviously there's bigger fish to fry this season. Yeah, it kind of does feel like, right, this isn't our priority this year, but we don't want to go out with a whimper or, or be embarrassed. So, you know, they've kind of gone out with their head held high and, you know, as you say, right, okay, we don't have to worry about this now. We're never going to win it. It's not 1991. Um let's just not make idiots of ourselves really and that's that's basically what they got from it didn't it? isn't it Jim? they they they've gone out they've 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 gone out with their boots on i think is a phrase that somebody used to tell me they've they battled hard they've ultimately lost and um but no shame in it Yeah, I think so. I think when they're in a position when they, like you say, you don't want to go out of it just like slump into a morale defeating, you know, loss. But they've got in the, they've actually taken a lot from it. You know, I think there's a load of positives to take from last night. It was interesting talking to Darren afterwards. He was talking about how how impressed the Southampton player with Wednesday. So there's there's all that to take from, and and I think from Darren's perspective, he can turn around to his players and say, look, lads, you did yourselves proud, you did the club proud. I think we've got to mention the fans last night because to take 2,500 to Southampton on a Wednesday night is absolutely not. Um, Darren was quick to praise them afterwards. He went over straight after the penalty shootout, sort of thanked him himself. But, yeah, that is a that is a it's a really impressive um, turnout from Wednesday. I, I told the story yesterday on Twitter that just something summed up Wednesday fans for me, I think, um, on the train, saw a, a dad and his lad who'd made the trip from Sheffield and I said, yeah, fair play to you for coming through to this one. And the answer was, oh, not better to do, is there? And it, that, that's it. Wednesday fans, they, just, they go because you know, there's no particular reason, but an eight-hour round trip um, on, a, on a weekday is just, yeah, it's par for the course for them. And yeah, I think I think they do deserve a shout-out. We do it a lot. You know, we speak to the fans up, but it's these ones, these midweek games that really stick out with them. And uh, yeah, deserve a lot of credit. But from a perspective, um, they, they can, you, even though it is a defeat, I do think it can be classed as a confidence boost in defeat. Uh, lots of good performances. Um, Alex mentioned Fizz being good. I thought back in some. Um, Mark McGinnis just looks good every single time he plays. Yeah, quickly to off the line. And that was one of Domi Offer's best performances in a long, long time. So loads, loads of positive to take from it, and um, just hope we don't lose one nil to Accrues at the weekend because that's you know knock everybody right back down to earth again. Uh, before I talk about Dominic Orfa, I'd just like to point out that that lad should have been at school, so there was plenty for him to be getting on with. 
Um, <laughs> um, no, I didn't mention any names. No, that's fine. I mean, if you if the lad was twenty two, then that's all right. But uh, stay in school, kids, or you'll end up working with us. Iorfa <laughs> um, has come in for a bit of stick this season. It, I, you know, it, it's no. It wouldn't be unfair to say that his performance have been patchy at best. Um, probably, I mean, this comes from the fact that he has been good and we have seen him be really, really good in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt and he hasn't reached those, he hasn't reached those heights this season uh, since he's come back from it, from his, his injuries. Um, if anybody come out of last night's match, well, most of them will come out with a confidence boost anyway, really, given their performance. But he particularly, Alex, will will have enjoyed that one more day. And he'll be a, a, apart from the penalty miss, obviously. But he, he will he will he'll come away from there going, yeah, I've put a good I've put a good shift in there. Hopefully, that's me back and hopefully back at it the way the way he has done in the past. Yeah, I don't know about you, Alex, but it felt like he was. So I was just going to say, he, he looked he looked confident, didn't he? He looked like he had his confidence back last night. Yeah, there was that big um, sort of galloping run in the in the first half, which we, we've seen so many times from our author. And it was just a little moment. It's not what he's paid to do necessarily, but it was sort of that reflection, I think, of what Joe's talking about, just having that bit of um, bit of confidence to pick up the ball and, and really drive at them. Um, the cross at the end of it was dreadful, but that's by the by. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he did. He did sort of. Yeah, he just played with his chest out, and you know, the, I, th- I think those games probably sort of bring certain things out in certain players. And we know that you know, in a, in a parallel universe, Dom Iorf is probably not playing for Sheffield Wednesday. You know, there was interest from from Championship and certainly close to Premier League teams. Um, you know, and, and like I say, if, if things wouldn't have have to have gone wildly differently to suggest that he, he could be playing in, in one of those teams now and, and maybe being on the verge or in, in the lower reaches of, of the Premier League. And that, and that tells its own story with how things have gone this season. You know, it's it's not been great. There's no point sugarcoating it. He's, he's made mistakes. He's looked all at sea at times, positionally, sort of on the ball. Um, but yeah, as you say, and it would be such a big bonus with, with Hennigan obviously being out for potentially the rest of the season uh, to have someone of they're, they're different defenders, but shared attributes in terms of aerial stuff. Dom's obviously a big lad. And and I think Joe and I have both noted that um, I offer one more aerial jewels than anyone else last night. Um, so yeah, if you, if you could box off Dominic offer and say, he's going to play to anywhere near the sort of standard that he was at last night for the rest of the season, uh, it would be a massive, massive bonus for Wednesday. Joe, we're we're at the end of this uh, cup doubleheader now. Um, it it's kind of felt a little refreshing, hasn't it? it, it am I am I picking that up wrong? It's just felt like maybe yeah. a little bit of pressure has been off, a little bit of you know, let's come away from the league a wee bit. We know that there's a lot of expectation and a lot of you know, there's a lot of pressure around Sheffield Wednesday in terms of, in terms of the league. This last week is kind of felt a little bit more relaxed and you know people can just go out and express themselves and enjoy themselves a little bit more given that they're not under quite as much um not under the spotlight quite as much i would say 
Yeah, and it's not just the fans either. Even just from like a journalistic perspective as well, it was it was nice going into a game last night specifically where you know if they lost, it was kind of expected, and you just wanted them to put in a decent performance and give a good showing of themselves. So there's just like a different level of expectation. And last night was fun. You know, it was it was they gave a really good account of themselves. The fans got to celebrate a goal at St Mary's, which I'm sure a lot of them went all that way, not knowing if that had happened. Um, and if we had lost, I don't think it would have been meltdown mode, which is what it felt like in league games. You know, any defeat is treated like the end of the world for, for a lot of people. And yeah, going into this one, it, the Morecambe game and, and the, the Carabao Cup one, it just felt like a, like a lot of people were like, cool, well, these are, you know, the tournaments that we obviously don't want to lose in, but if we do lose, we all know what the one priority is this season. So it's, it's, it has felt, I, I do think it's felt refreshing. It's, it's felt like um, a step into a, a, an alternate reality, I suppose, where, you know, the slightest mistake isn't um, going to cause the apocalypse. Okay, so the, we're, we're, we're giving up on the cup for a little while now. I'm not even sure when the second round of the cup is. I presume it's in a slap bang in the middle of the World Cup somewhere. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Back to the uh, the rigors and the the intensity of League One action. That sounded like I was being sarcastic there. I didn't mean to be. It's just like it's a, it just sounded like a. Um, Acre did it on Saturday. Um, again, like most weeks, really, it's another one of those ones where expectation levels are going to be sky high maybe even to the point where a win might not even satisfy a lot of people with the way the way reaction has been lately. Um, it's just really about just getting back into it, pick up a few points and move on, isn't it? I think so. It's, it's, um, it's one of those classic, not a nice place to go, sort of cliche away days. Um, I like it there. I think it's cracking... And this actually, for once, isn't sort of patronising or anything, because because I'm sure Stanley fans would appreciate it the same. It is a nice little ground. It feels like a non-league ground, um, and you know they're they're sort of up and at you and and all the rest of it. And the fans really do sort of get get bouncing for the visit of of teams like Wednesday. I think Derby had a bit of a scare there earlier in the season, which which sort of goes to show and. Yeah, it's one of those. If you come away with a one nil, and it's been a little bit scrappy, then then there is probably a certain reaction from 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 some people, which you know we've spoken a number of times about the level of expect, expectation at Wednesday and debated how fair, or unfair, or helpful or unhelpful it is. Um, but yeah, it, it's just like you say, it's back to the back to the coalface really and and really continuing the the good run of form that they've been on they're unbeaten for a little while now i think the plymouth game wasn't it which feels a long long time ago was was the last defeat and if they can keep that going and, and turn a couple of those draws into wins then they'll certainly be in a, a good position because it's just relentless isn't it at the top those teams you know that you keep expecting teams to to go on a bad run and it doesn't quite appear to be happening yet but um yeah certainly you know Again, no sugarcoating it. Saturday's a game that, that Wednesday should be looked to be winning and, if at all possible, winning handsomely. 
Joe, is there anybody over the past week or 10 days, whatever it was, that's kind of thrown their hat into the ring and said, you know, I'm, I'm ready for league action here? Is there anybody who's, who, I think we spoke about it last week in terms of Alex Maiden and, and maybe Malik Wilkes. Um, could this be one of those change of formation days? Um, I, I don't know about a change of formation. I, I think um, I, I really like the back three that played last night. You know, Alex touched on, on all three of them a few minutes ago, but I thought the back three last night have got a really nice mix of everything. You know, we've got McGuinness, who's really, really good on the ball. You've got Equi, who's no nonsense. You've got Iofu, who's got a load of pace. They seem to have a, a nice mix there between the three of them. So I think, you know, going forward, if you're picking your best 11, you are going to the three be the one I'd go through. I think over the last couple of games, the one that's really stuck around up for me is Backinson. I think Backinson's really looked just just really strong. You know, the the there's so much of his game, there's so much of the way that he plays, he's he's got that physical aspect on top of it well. Um and I, I think that he's he's the one who's really put his hand up. I think Fizz has done, you know, has done well. But I, judging by how he came off the other day, I'd be surprised if he's even in contention for Saturday, to be honest, um, with that Achilles problem that he picked up. Even if it's not a serious one, I'd be surprised if they're looking to push him in for, for a game a couple of days later. Um, and, yeah, I think that Backinson's the, like, he's the, he's the one that's really stuck out. I think Martin, Martin and, and, and Wilkes have both, you know, they did well in the, in the first, first cup game. But yeah, I'm not sure that with the way Darren thinks, I don't know which way he's going to go. You know, he could because it's a away game. He could be a little bit more conservative and you know play with a three again, or he might fancy just going for it and playing like he did against Morecambe. There he goes with the back four. It, it really could be. It could be either of them. And I, and I think that um, when Callum Pass lined up at right wing back uh, last night, it was just another. Another indicator we really have no idea what's going to happen in this uh, in this Wednesday night. What way would you tackle it, Alex? I'd go for it. I think um, you've you've got to, and Wednesday have had success doing it away at, at some of the the so-called smaller teams, and they had success with it last season. I think they were three 0 up in in the first half, and it ended up being a bit of a hairy um, hairy last ten minutes because Accrington scored two from their two shots on target and you know it was a classic Wednesday holding on with your fingernails sort of thing but um, yeah I think unless they've changed dramatically from last season they're the sort of team that might struggle with a bit of pace um, Theo Corbin who I remember had a, a great deal of success against them and I think might have been one of the games that Windass played in the in the return leg and he had the same as well so yeah I'd, I'd, I'd be inclined to go for it the problem there is you'd be playing a back four, um, and unless you're going to put Dominic Iofa there, I think both Palmer and, and Hunt were sort of touch and go. Um, so, yeah, the, there's potential problems there. I think Moore was um, hopeful that, that they'd be back. Um, but if both of them are not quite fully fit, you know, are you going to be exposed on that right-hand side? Because Sean McConville is Stanley's main man, and he'll, he'll sort of cut in from that left. So... Yeah, it does potentially cause problems, you know, if you think too much about it. But yeah, that four two 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 and go for it. Get four nil up in half an hour and then put your feet up. Easy peasy. Easy game, isn't it? Just looking through the fixtures um for this week. 
hard to see there being much change really um at that end of the table i'm just looking through here bolton cambridge ipswich cheltenham should be a fairly easy home win there uh barnsley with shrewsbury who's that i can't read my own writing oh peterborough away to exeter plymouth lincoln possibly a turn up there plymouth at at lincoln i know we're i kind of feel like we're in a position now where we start looking at, at what other teams are doing we uh, you know can there be gaps closed somewhere um looking at that Portsmouth playing Markham doesn't look like the potential for a lot of a lot of change over the weekend, um, but you never know. Um, I, I think we're in we're in baby step mode now. You know, it's going to be a point here and a point there, and uh, you, teams are going to drop from three to one. And you can close that gap little by little. I I don't think looking at the the way the league's gone so far, I can't see um, I can't see it right now. Anyway, it might happen sort of midway through. Early next year, um, I can't see a, I can't see Ipswich or Plymouth having a major dip this side of the new year. So I think it is if Wednesday going to close the gap, it is going to be these little bits of that. So you know, you say there with with Lincoln and Plymouth, you know, maybe it's a game that that Plymouth don't turn up and they don't get the the look in front of goal that they've been having, and they, they get a point rather than three, and all those little points and things add up over the course of the season. Wednesday, Wednesday just need to keep doing their job. You know, if they if they can get their three points, and what's happening elsewhere, they'll be fine. Chris, are um, your guinea pigs going again there in the background? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, someone's just come in, and now they're going. You need to get go. yourself one of these boxes, Chris. I know. Um, sorry, I... <laughs> 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 This is carnage. I love it. Honestly, <laughs> um, I've been completely thrown now. Right, <laughs> I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball now. Um, just for something a little bit different, Gareth Southgate has, as we come on our, uh, released his England squad for the World Cup. Um, just want to get your opinion on it, really. Is there anybody in there who you felt shouldn't have been in it, or anybody who um, hasn't made it who you thought should have been on the plane? Alex, start with you. Do I go first? Uh, those two guinea pigs, I love. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it, I, I'm sort of wary of, of giving too strong opinions because I don't actually watch that much Premier League football anymore. Um, as I fear is probably the case with quite a lot of people that have quite a lot of strong opinions on Twitter. I mean, that I had no idea the number of Serie A experts that have lost their mind at Fakao Tamori not being in the in the squad. Um, and that, you know, that, that I don't know. It's, a, it's probably a bit spiky way to put it, but I'm, I'm sort of firmly in the camp of Things haven't gone so well last few months, obviously. Um, but sort of trusting the process a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not expecting England to reach the heights that they have done in the last two tournaments. But um, in, in terms of, you know, the question marks over people like Maguire, uh, Phillips, you know, for me, I think you, you, you develop to trust 
in the squad. You know, there's talk about Cody and Henderson. Well, this, it's a 26-man squad. You're not going to use every player, so you probably need some leader and some popular figures in and around the camp that, that aren't necessarily going to be used. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's one of those squads that there isn't a Gascoigne missing from, from 98, you know, that sort of thing. I'm really pleased that James Madison's in, not only because I think it probably sends the right message and, and he'll be useless, useless, useful player uh, in terms of his form and, and what he offers, um, but just to save the meltdown because I just <laughs> had no energy for that whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I, look, my my outlook on England is is pretty laid back. You know, I enjoy the summer tournaments, but I can't profess to be a massive England fan. I can't say that I've watched a full England game outside of major tournament for for many many years, probably since I was a little boy and. Um, that's probably the fence sitting two minutes of liquid broadcasting that you're after, Chris. I, I'm really glad I asked you. Said <laughs> <laughs> with so, so much interest and enthusiasm. The, 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 it, I don't, I genuinely, and this is going to sound really cheerless, I don't care that much. And whether that makes me sort of like a. It's a I, yeah, treachery and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy. I love major tournaments. I love the whole thing around it. I love sitting in a beer garden and watching, you know, the last ten minutes of Iran versus Cameroon um, before the before the England game and all the rest of it. We're not getting that this time. I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. It's an excuse to maybe have an afternoon off uh, or pretend I'm working because my boss won't know, of course, uh, and, and go to the pub and have a couple of beers. But. Um, I, I don't really care that much, honestly. Joe does care, so you can tell me. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I do I do care. Um, but to be honest, a lot of the stuff Alex said, I agree with in terms of, you know, just in the process with with Saka. I think there's, there's a lot made about picking informed players and you don't build a national team based on informed players. You build a national team based on, on trust. You build it based on what they've done previously. And I think... I'm also one of the guys. I, I would have had Tamori in there personally. I think based on what he's done for for his club, he deserves to be there. But I don't think it's you know I don't think it's calamitous that he's not in there. I don't think there's anyone you know that you could say maybe Ivan Tony should be over Callum Wilson. But is it that big a deal in the grand scheme of things now with this England side? Harry Kane's going to start. You know, <laughs> Harry Kane's going to be up front for England regardless of who else is there. I just look at this England squad and I go, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't think there are any glaring issues. Again, like Alex said, I'm glad James Madison has got in there because I do think you need form players. I'm not saying that you know you shouldn't pick form players at all. I just don't think the entire team should be picked on form. You look at someone like the been question marks over Jordan Pickford at recent points. He's never put a foot wrong for England. Then with, with Maguire, you know, it, it, as much as things haven't gone well from at United recently, he's England's most consistent centre back. And, and I don't think you can take that away from him, really. So the, 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 you're, you're never going to please everybody with a with a national team selection because people are always going to have their preferences, whether it's down to the team they or just players that they like. But I do think I look at this England squad and I go, yeah, I don't see really what he could have done that much better. Thinking of one, people have asked Calvin Phillips. He's not played much wise in there, but tell me another player in, who's available to England who can do that job as well as he can when he's fit. And I don't think there is one. Can I ask a question of Joe? 
Wednesday to win League One or England to win the World Cup? England to win the World Cup. Oh, rip. Oh, that's... What about promotion? When's it? When, when, well, yeah, well, the thing is, if it's a case of picking this one thing that might never happen again, Wednesday will get promoted out of League One. There's no doubt about it for me, like either this season or next season. But I might never see England win a World Cup ever. In fact, I'll take it back. If I could take England to win any other World Cup other than this one, because this one doesn't sit well with me in so many ways, but take a World Cup in, say, the USA and Mexico, yeah, I'd take England still. And I know I've probably just upset a lot of people who are going to be watching this and listening to it. But I'm, I'm all right with that. Would you take promotion to the Premier League over England when the World Cup? No, that's a different kettle of fish. Back in the Premier League, that's a, that's a different one because that generally might not happen in my lifetime. There you go. There you have it. Joe Grant hates Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd sooner Bradford win a corner than England win the. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. I'm not, go that I'm not going that far. I I'm very much club over country. Me, but both my teams, clubs and country are both crap. So it doesn't really matter. It's do, 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 you crap. do you support England at major tournaments, Chris? I do. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm I'm not. In the Celtic Brotherhood of of hating England, and I never, I never really have been. So, um, and given that Northern Ireland went so long without being in a competition, it kind of felt like um, I should support somebody, and why not support? I was going to say your nearest neighbours. We do have neighbours closer than that, but there's a different <laughs> reasons why I wouldn't support them. <laughs> I think we need a whole new podcast for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. Um, <laughs> Great, <thanks. End> it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Joe and Alex. Joe, you make sure you come home, please. I don't like whenever you go travelling anywhere, even if, it, if it's just like 100 miles down the road. Uh, thanks, Alex. We'll be back on uh, Monday to look back over uh, Saturday's win over Accrington. There you go, lads. Um, see you again then. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening and watching. And stick with the star.co.uk forward slash football for all the latest from Sheffield Wednesday. Thank you.